0: This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Rowe Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, ladies. Today I'd like to share with you some thoughts that I've had, and also some of the experiences I've had, as well as some of the Bible studies, not only that I've had, but Our Ladies Bible class has been doing in Ecclesiastes. Most of this comes from discontent a lot of which is brought on by our own thoughts, feelings, perceptions, those things which we have been almost programmed to believe are accurate. 1 Timothy 6, six tells us, But godliness with contentment is great gain. And I think that's what we all want to do, is have a good, healthy life, a good religious life, one that is pure and holy. Nathaniel Hawthorne once said, Happiness is a butterfly which, when pursued, is always just beyond your grasp, but which, if you will sit down quietly, may alight upon you. And I think that's very true. We keep chasing things and chasing things, and sometimes we don't even know what we're chasing. We're just discontented. God's children, of all people, should never feel discontented. Because He has given them the greatest gift ever, as well as the rest of the world, if they will just sit down, quietly study, and grasp a hold of it. The Apostle Paul said in Philemon 4, 11-13, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed, both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. When God himself gives us those words, we need to take them to heart. How are we going to be content? Contentment comes in Christ. I think of that song that Francis Havergill um. I don't know what religious body she belonged to, told us about, and we sing it in our hymnals sometimes, All of Self and None of Thee, and where the progress starts with All of Me and None of Thee, and continues on down through several verses until we slowly see that individual growing to the point that it's All of Christ and None of Me. And strangely, in the giving up of yourself, the sacrificing of your life for the Lord, we wind up with all of Christ, which is everything, our all. Sometimes we don't give that a lot of thought, but it's good to do so. Piety and religion, or godliness, today we have different ways of describing that. The real meaning for that is that real religion should be regarded as the greatest and most valuable acquisition with contentment notice that though godliness with contentment it has to be coupled together you can be the godliest Christian and the best servant of God there is but if you're sitting around all day and you're discontented and you're miserable it's just not going to give you the great gain that you need what will we gain? First of all, we're going to gain peace of mind here upon this earth. Secondly, we're going to gain friends, relatives, people around and about us to want to join us in that happiness, that contentment, and have such an influence on them. We may even gain Christian people, people that will decide to restore their lives, people that may decide to obey the gospel of Christ and become Christians. There's so much we can do When we just realize who we are, what we are, and what we need to be doing in a contented and peaceful way. To sit down and quit chasing the butterfly, and just maybe it might light down upon us. Maybe we will get that peace that we need because we take time to know God. But that word, godliness, it's now used and refers to a state of mind and a calm and satisfied feeling, a freedom from murmuring and complaining. Hmm. The idea is that piety connected with a contented mind, or a mind acquiescing in the allotments of life, is to be regarded as the real gain. I believe that was Barnes' interpretation on that. And Tyndall also gives pretty much the same interpretation. Godliness is great riches, if a man be content with what he hath. Cloverdale says, Howbeit, it is of great advantage, who is so godly, and holdeth himself content with that he hath. Are you happy with what you have? I'm reminded of a book that we were required to read in school oh, I don't even remember what year it was, The Winter of Our Discontent. And it's about this man named Ethan. And he's a content man. He's very happy. And his dad had lost the family fortune. And so he was no longer considered a part of the aristocratic class. But he went to work in a grocery store. But his wife Mary and their children resented that mediocre social and economic status and they didn't value his honesty and integrity that he would go and work among the common people and those external factors and his own psychological turmoil led Ethan to abandon his integrity to reclaim his former status and wealth. I thought about that for quite a while there's a lot of things that as women wives and mothers Children, everyone, everyone I can think of, not just women, but since I'm speaking to women, consider the influence that we have upon our husbands and our children. Because in this particular story that Steinbeck wrote, if you look at it, not only did the wife succumb to that, I'm not happy because I don't have what I used to have, but her influence upon the children was outstanding as well. How we bring up our children, how we treat our husband, how we behave in our own lives is exceptionally important, because the hand that rocks the cradle truly does rule the world, and we are the solid point in a family. God gave us that position. Timothy, after saying, But godliness with contentment is great gain, says, For we brought nothing into this world, and it's certain we can carry nothing out, and having food And raiment or clothing, let us therewith be content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with errors. But thou, O man of God, flee these things, follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, Patience and meekness, fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life, whereunto art thou also called and hath professed a good profession before many witnesses, First Timothy six: five through twelve. Ladies, as we go about our day, let's keep this in mind and do our best to learn to be content with what we have, not make this life be the winter or the season of our discontent. Let's try to be as agreeable and kind and loving, service-oriented and complimentary to our families as we can be, and quit thinking about the things we don't have, and put our hearts toward God and our minds toward that effort, and study and pray and be thankful and grateful for that which we do have, the blessings that God bountifully bestows upon us. I thank you for listening.